Welcome to this episode of Off Good Ireland Podcast. In this episode, we'll be speaking to the forgotten man, Sean from Kilkenny. Sean lost his horses and carriage business during the pandemic and has been struggling to feed them ever since. This is Sean's story. Also, you can contribute to um, getting Sean's business back up and running with his GoFundMe campaign. The links will be posted below. You can also support the podcast here with the Buy Me A Coffee link below. I would really appreciate it because we really need to try and keep this podcast going. Thank you, folks, and enjoy the episode. Uh, I was going to say the pandemic. What's really pandemic? <laughs> Before the whole psyop and everything. Do you want to give us a, a bit of a rundown from start from from the start? I can, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us on, and um, it's a great opportunity just to to spread our, spread our word of what we're where we are and where we're going because. Um, We've been on a kind of a roller coaster for a good few years now, and it's been very tough. But um, in 2019, I suppose, would be a good place to, to take you back to. And we were, we, we were given um, our life to hospitality and tourism at a place called Dromolan Castle, which a lot of people will be quite familiar with it. Um, a five-star hotel here in County Clare, where I gave 13 years of my life there, building up four lovely businesses Um I invited them all and, and I brought them to fruition that by 2019 we were actually able to employ 10 people there. And we were renting, our business had grown so much that we were able to rent um, some of the estate of Lord Inchiquin, whose family would have sold the castle in the 60s. And uh, we were renting a lot of the farm buildings there and we'd introduced our last business to Drummond, which was horse riding and tre- trekking. And our businesses were exclusively only for Dromolan Castle, pretty much, except for doing a few weddings up and down the country. And uh, it was growing and growing and growing so much that we had a turnover on our books of 236,000 in 2019. And in 2020, a government thought it was fitting enough to flatten a curve with their lies and hoax that I should be able to run eight vehicles pay my rent, my bank loans, feed a family and maintain the health and well-being of 40 animals on a PUP payment. And they carried on that life for two years where they denied me three times in that journey the right to earn a living and replace it with nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean absolutely nothing. We walked the horses to Dublin in 2020, in July of 2020, for three three very important things that were happening at the time. And one was that um, we needed fairness because I had college staff that were now getting a PUP payment that were on my books. And, and they were giving me the same thing to maintain a, four businesses and the health of 40 animals and supposedly feed my family and keep my vehicles and my rent and my loans all sustainable in this nonsense. We also brought a, an insurance reformation to Dublin because, um, uh, and, and many people came on board giving us letters to bring to the doll because my insurance, one of my insurance policies went from 3,995 euros to, I can't remember all the figures now because everything goes, it, it so much becomes a blur when you suffer with mental health. But it went to about 12,500 and we were told that we mightn't even get carriage insurance by the autumn um, of, the, of that same year. 
which went to over eight and a half thousand when we went to renew it. And we also went with with a movement of My Life Matters. There was all sorts of stuff going on at the time of Black Lives Matters and they were burning down half of America. And so we brought a, a movement to, to Dublin that everybody's life matters. And the government were kind of picking and choosing who was to survive and who was to nearly die in that period of time, especially with all the businesses and everything. And little did I know we would carry a banner with us for, for mental health. And they were doing press-ups all over the country that time for, for mental health. They were doing these 25 press-ups a day for 25 days. And the falconer came to do them in the middle of my animals. And it moved me so much that I said, you know what, I can manage that as well on the journey to Dublin. And we walked the horses for five days to Dublin, um, leaving Drumolan Castle at half past five on a Monday morning, the 13th of, of July. They never gave us as much as a crumb to put in the carriage. And yet people came from every end of the country. They, they drove up from Cork and Kilkenny and Waterford and Wexford and every part of the country. They came from the north and south, everywhere, to feed not only the, the people, but to feed my animals every day. Drumolan Castle forgot to give us as much as a crumb. And when i done the press-ups outside their gate that morning, I got a phone call from reception. I saw the phone ringing at five to six or something. I thought they were ringing to wish me well because they'd forgot to be out to, to wave us goodbye leaving out through the, the grounds and instead of that they told me that I was clogging up the gate at 10 to 6 in the morning and could I move away from it while I was doing the press ups with the falconer at the main gate for mental health and over the 5 days I managed to push out the 25 press ups a day for 25 days I'd done them in the 5 days including driving a pair of horses every day for some some days up against 16 hours. The horses weren't driven all day. We changed them out and they all took their turns to carry pull that carriage. But it, brought, it bore no fruit whatsoever. Only people like Catherine Martin to come back and send three detectives to arrest me for saying that I threatened her life when I said I'd, I'd burn my vehicle on the road to raise awareness that you can't feed 40 animals on a PUP payment and sustain all the things that were associated with our business. And it, it, it went on and on from there, that by Christmas of 2020, when I asked the Department of Agriculture, which I'd asked many times for help from my animals, they had sent the Department of Animal Welfare to me, who said that if I neglected the health of one animal in my duty of care, they'd come and remove the lot of them. And two hours after getting off the phone, they had, they had sent two uh, department vets to my animals. But they forgot to measure that the hand of God was on me and he was protecting and still is to this hour, has protected every single thing that I have to this hour. So much so that it even took Edgardy, a paddy wagon and a truck to take my van off me last November and I still have it in my care tonight. I got it back into my possession six and a half hours later because I can't sustain running eight vehicles the way they used to be run. They left us with nothing when they when they got rid of the PUP payment. They actually left us with nothing. But I, I was financially down to as little as having 34 cents and 78 cents several, several times in two years, having got a PUP payment maybe whatever day they paid it in on a Thursday, and next thing an ESP bill would be due, and next thing all my money would be gone, and, and you'd be left with that for a week. So the mental journey of it was just... It was just unbelievable. And we're still in that journey. And we still have all these animals, but we're building 
we're building one of the greatest things that was ever ever probably in this land of era which is it's going to be era's greatest equine education training and healing center together with mental health and well-being and what we call the fire of hope because for 40 months now since the 26th of march 2020 i have a fire lighting for everyone across our beautiful planet for mental health and well-being not just for me but for everybody because as the world wakens from this great lie there's going to be much pain and we seem to be just a little bit ahead of everyone the whole time and we're, we're paving the way but we're asking the whole world for help to help us build this center not only financially but we have a rich harvest and our, we're, we're few in laborers and we're asking them to come to our harvest to help us build this healing center because it's going to be needed for everyone as we pave the way forward so that's just some of the story it would take me six hours to tell you my story but we're still here. Dromolan Castle, I don't, can you still hear me? You can? Can you? Yeah. yeah. Dromolan Castle eventually put 28 allegations of lies against myself and my animals in the spring of 2021. Our landlords had started to force an eviction office of, of Dromolan Estate. Dromolan Castle Estate is owned by Dromolan. There's two estates there. We had spent tens of thousands of our own money restructuring buildings for the horses there and we'd built up a lovely business and we were renting Lord Quinn's farm and the buildings and we'd built additional stabling and a small sandrine and we had rewired many of the barns there to bring them into the modern world with um, proper lighting and, and, and fuse boards and everything else and we'd built um, done up all the old stables and put in water and we converted many of the barns for the carriages. We'd, we'd a selection of 25 carriages working at Dromoland. So there was nothing we couldn't do there. We, were, we, we, we used to create magic there. And anyone that ever met me, in, in, and I won't, I'm not boasting, I don't, I don't boast about nothing in my life. But anyone that, if you can read the reports of Sean Kilkenny's life there for 13 years, if you ever go through the, whatever they call it, or you write, read, read, read them reviews, we touched the souls of many people in 13 years there because we always give our heart and soul to everything we've done. And the sad thing is they put 28 allegations of lies against us. They said they were financially unable to even offer us as little as a bale of hay. They were to, uh, uh, this is a company that had a million of a turnover in 2019 in bedrooms alone in the month of June. Failed to give the horses that were exclusively only for their hotel as little as a bale of hay. And yet, six months after they got us evicted through a court of law, they had gone back in and bought out the very place where I operated and ran my businesses from. So it'll just tell you how demonic, de de demonic and evil and satanic and soulless these people are. But I told the manager of Dromolan Castle, Mark Nolan, that he was a soulless man when I was leaving Dromolan Castle. And it, it speaks for itself that he knew they'd already put an operation in place that they were buying out. Everything. So the evictors in a lockdown, which is against the Nuremberg Code and all the other codes of our land, because we we played our part in trying to save people's lives through that hoax. And yes, a government felt it right to not only destroy our businesses, but they destroyed our mental health, and they destroyed our families, and they broke up our families, and they broke up our places of worship for God. And they broke up endless, endless structures all up and down this country. 
which we now have to hold every one of them accountable and find out why endless doctors and nurses injected our people with trial experiment injections. And this is part of this journey, is accountability. Everyone will have to be held accountable and stand in their space for truth. And, and we see, we'll see how tough they are and how strong they are as we go, because I have been tested to, to knowing that I had to open my own hand six times in 2020 because I couldn't cope with life. One night so much so that Cahill Crow rang me coming out of the doll. 10 to 1 in the morning, I was after posting something, and he saw it and he said he ringed me, he was just coming out of the doll, Maria. And he said that they were fighting, but they were never fighting, it was all a, a psyop just to keep you distracted. They were, none of them ever had any intention of getting anything from my animals or our businesses. And he asked me how I was, and I told him that I was really suffering with my mental health, that I actually had a rope in my hand. And he told me, oh, don't do that, but... That man never made any effort up high or low down to get someone to come and see me the next morning. If if I was, if someone said to you that they were suffering from mental health and they were thinking of taking their life or something, you'd kind of be stre stretching out round them to get someone to them that night and definitely the next morning. And that man never, never once, another soulless man, um, he locked himself in the car one day when I challenged him about why Jeffrey Epstein's plane was doing in Shannon Airport and why he came to Waterford and Dublin as well, three times to Dublin. And this is what, the, I've, I've challenged them all in this journey back as we've kept going on because everything brings the truth and we've stood in the truth, you know. And no, this is where I am. Fair play to you. No, I'll just ask you, Sean, just go back on it. No, fair play, like your story is, it's, um, like we've all been through the mill with the whole pandemic, but like the weight on your shoulders must have been unbelievable with the horses. Like how many horses did you have? Um, and what kind of business? Like you were doing, you were doing well with the bill. You were, you were keeping going. You had 10 people hired. What, what, like, I'm just trying to get the, trying to frame it for people. Like it, it's absolutely devastating, but how many horses have you? And, uh, we still have the best part of them. We had 40 horses in our care on, on the first day of March 2020. We had 40. There was a couple of them that were kind of on loan to us because as we were building the business, we had we were going to try and buy them into the thing. But a couple of them went back and we lost one horse at that time. And, and uh, we didn't lose him. We had to put him down because we bought him and he was he was wrong and we couldn't carry him. And And we lost a horse this year. He's called Flash, but a lot of biblical things kind of keep happening to me, and I have many, many things that kind of end up linked to the Bible at the moment. God seems to have a journey for us, and there's the best part of 34 or 5 horses between here and my brothers at the minute. We still have the most of them. We have a few out that friends of ours still have, and we have them all. It's 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 been an awful journey to try and feed them and keep them, I, I work a 40-hour week, an average, just so I can buy the hay for them. I work 50 hours a week to try and care for them. And I often work another 30 and 40 hours so that I can get a bit of money together to either support my my children now or, or, or to put diesel in my car or to pay my phone bill. Um, a 20-hour day is nothing. Um, a 36-hour day is nothing when you have to go from one job to the next and go on again. It's nothing. The, to, 
My place here, I have 11 acres here. It was never set up for my animals. My Some of the animals had never actually been here. They had given their whole life to live in Dromoland. Either on Dromoland Estate or on Dromoland Castle Estate. And it, it was awful. It was hugely moving. I, I, I've had so many times in, in, in this journey that it's just been, it's, it's beyond words to describe how, how low they make you feel when you're trying to battle to feed these animals and you're, you're wondering why are they all turning their backs on them? Why, on an animal welfare issue, why aren't they helping me feed them and look after them? It's just mental to be able to, a guard standing, stopping you taking a, ve- a driving a vehicle and you're saying, well, you, 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 you destroyed my business and, and we have no work now. Uh, how, how do you expect me to, um, to put these things on it? But you start to learn common law and when you start learning all the things about law, um, you realize that most of what we're living in is just a lie and a hoax and we don't need much, most of it at all. I live without electricity now, not by choice, or adequate running water. My horses have six stalls between 30-odd of them here. And if they stand in the pouring rain and all our rugs are torn and broken and everything else after four years, we we can't afford helico- not even a head collar. And we try and fix them and mend them with bits of everything, wheelbarrows and everything, held together with cable ties as we try every day to battle and promise them that this will be their last year of this, that the world is coming to help them. Because I know the world is coming to help them, because I've manifested everything that is coming to us. And the yard wasn't set up for them, and it's just it's just unbelievable what they've, what they've done to us to try and survive, to feed these animals. And the, the, anyone that comes to them, and, and endless people have come to see them now, they actually touch everybody's soul. Because... They're not only the forgotten horses, they're the voice of human trafficking, of child trafficking, and of, and of 8 million children that go missing to some of the most disgusting people in the world of what they call elite people. And I won't go into too much of that now because the world is only starting to wake up to all this human trafficking and child trafficking. But my horses stood where some of the most evil things in the world has took place and they will be proven to be the voice of it. And that's why the, everyone that comes to see them, they get touched by the souls that, that are in these horses because I watch them cry and it's, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard. Yeah, no, my heart goes out to it because um, anybody who's involved in horses and, and stuff like that, it's not about making money. It's, it's the love of the horse. It's the love of the animal. It's the, it's the stress relief of it. It's the, you know, like you said, the spiritual experience. And um, for some, for some government or some, you know, bureaucracy to just pull the trigger and uh, decide, you know, that ever, you know, that 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 doesn't matter, and that, you know, so my heart definitely goes out to you. Um, what do you, uh, you were t- touching on it there? You think you were talking about God there? What do you feel? Do you t- I think a lot of people feel like it's a spiritual battle that's going on. But what's your thoughts on that? I, from I, I definitely agree that there's some kind of spiritual battle going on. We're we're in the greatest biblical biblical time that has ever been known. We're actually in the second coming, and we're in a, a time where everybody is going to have to make a choice between good and evil, and God and Satan, and 
We're on the fringe of a thousand years of peace with 6,000 cures for all of humanity. The lie has been going on for thousands of years that it's so deep and they've deceived our people so much that I learned a lot over the last three years. It's endless the amount of stuff I had to learn, unlearn and relearn because they're, they're so devious. Of, uh, and this is Satan. He's the prince of light. So his ability to, to camouflage everything and lead everyone the wrong way is just unbelievable. He's full of fake promises and everything. So I can promise you that I know that God is in control of everything because I defy anybody to come to this yard tomorrow morning and take over the forgotten horses for two or three weeks. And I guarantee you, nobody will have them after three weeks. They wouldn't be able to keep them. And I have them after 40 months. On nothing. So anyone that thinks that they're strong, they can come here and carry on the work of trying to feed these animals with nothing. I'm not saying come with what you own. Come with nothing and take over this. And they would find it an impossibility. To provide for them and to care for them and to ensure that they're all here. And it's, it's, it's only for God there's not a possibility. And my family and my brother Paul and my two sons and his son, Tygen Leem and Sean Og, without them and Angela, without them, there's not a possibility that Sean Kilkenny would still have the forgotten horses. Because it, it has been the greatest test of any human that I'd say ever, ever. There will be books written about my horses. Oh, well, it's, no, like it's, it's a selfless act because... You know yourself, a lot of people there, these things are just seen as a, a means to an end or a way to make money or whatever else. Like, this isn't about, you know what I mean? This is a love for the animals. This is a love for, you know, the land. It's not just, it wasn't ever a, well, the impression I'm getting, it's not like, I, you know, sure, we all know, look, if a, if a racehorse breaks its leg, its leg, they bring it out the back and they shoot it. Do you know what I mean? This isn't that. Do you know what I mean? This is a passion and a, I asked yeah, some no. of the richest people in the world to help my horses, the likes of J.P. McManus. I personally wrote a letter to him that went on for page after page. I had connections to him anyway, but enough to get help. Michael D. Higgins' wife was our, uh, two doors down from our house in Clunrain in, in County Mayo in Ballandine, where I was born. He, he found his wife. We, we asked him for help when we went to Dublin. We sent a message, a clear message to Horace and Uchtaran that we, we, she sent her niece to us. All nonsense. It was all nonsense. Michael D. Higgins came from Newmarket beside Vermolin Castle. It was enough grounds to get the support for the horses. Nothing came out of it. It was endless. Everywhere we turned, it was endless. Endless, endless. The way they failed the animals. It was endless. So much so that several times I said I'd put the horses up for sale. I couldn't cope. Everyone was saying that I, I had to sell them. That's why we walked them to Dublin. Joe Carey said if I couldn't maintain my animals, I should sell them. I put them for sale and then God handed them all back to me. A few months later again, we said we'd sell them. And then... It just never came to fruition. No way could it happen. But eventually, anyway, people had me tormented so much to sell the horses that I says, you know what, they're actually all for sale, every one of them. And a man rang me one evening. He says, I'm coming down to buy a horse off you. I says, I I'm not actually there at the minute. I was gone somewhere to get something. And I says, sure, whatever horse you want, I says, go down and pick him out and take him away. 
But sure, he says, I want to have a deal with you. I says, sure, just pick out whichever horse you want, I says. There's no problem, I says. You pick out whatever horse you want, I says, and, and take him away. But he says, sure, how, what, what price will it be? I says, they're all the same price, I says. The oldest one, I says, is the same price as the youngest one. And the most valuable one is the same price as the one you'll think will be the least valuable. I says, they're all the same price. They're a hundred thousand, I says, apiece. So just pick out whichever horse you want. Oh, he, he kind of got upset then that I was wasting his time. But he says, you're not that interested in selling your horses. I says, oh, I am. I says, I just haven't found a man rich enough to buy one. And that was the end of it. I could have cashed them all in. Everyone was selling their horses in, in, in the boom. If, if you go back and look at it, the horse trade soared to prices like the dogs that never in history was seen of before because all the people just follow the money because their heart doesn't allow them to, to speak to their ears. And, and, and we never sold one because we're not controlled by money. Not one, not, not, not a million tomorrow morning could, could change my way of life. But it, it would, it would go a long way to build an era's greatest equine education, training and healing center. Together with mental health and well-being and what we call the fire of hope. Which is lighting for everyone across our beautiful planet for mental health and well-being. And our, our job at this center will be to preserve, protect and promote all our traditional ways of life from our past to the present and for the future of all our children. And not till my horses are homed and everything else will I, will I want to actually live in any kind of a dwelling again. I want, I want my horses to have a home first before me. And I want my carriages to have a home. And I want the people that come here to the healing center to have a place that they can gather and be warm and dry and that we can start to help heal, heal our people. Our people are hurting now. And as the sudden deaths roll out all across Ireland and the world, our people are going to really hurt as they, they wake up to that they've been lied and injected with experiments. They're really going to hurt. And they're going to hurt when they find out how demonic all these TV presenters are and no more than Philip Schofield and all these guys. I wrote about him nine months ago, what they'd be doing with him. And Ryan Tuberty and all the rest of them, they're all equally as bad as each other. Every one of them are linked to human trafficking and paedophilia. And I stand in my truth. But I've yet to be proven wrong in this journey. That's the strange thing. Look, I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Um, what the, t talk more about the, the flame, of, the fire of destiny or the flame of destiny that you lit because I know I was down in Sligo and you came down and you brought it with you. That, uh, that fire has been lit for how long? Um, like it's, it's some profound. We started lighting it on, um, the 26th of March in 2020. But in that early month of, March and into April, it was kind of lit as a campfire. Myself and my son got to, Liam was really into it. He was, he's 15 now, so I don't know what age he was. It's three years ago now. He, um, we, because we worked so many hours at Tremoland, I never got to do an awful lot of the little things that, that I should have done with him. Like, taking him fishing and, and sitting at a campfire even. So, for night after night, he used to stay with me over at Tremolan because all my equipment was there and the animals were there. I now had a PUP payment to survive on. And a little wedding came in and we, we, we got a, a girl married just as the start of the lockdowns came. We got her married in a church in the middle of nowhere down near Loch Gore. And 
it was the most romantic wedding you could ever say. But of course, no one wanted. We were like we were like um, these lepers. Then no one wanted us in their company. Then that we had to kind of stay away from everyone for two weeks and everything. So I started to sit it out at Tremoland in my camper van, and we had electricity there and everything, and I had a heater, and I was able to keep warm and everything. And we used to light the fire myself and Liam every night, and he wanted to bake bread and do all sorts of things on the fire. And we did that for weeks. We used to sit every night and look at the stars. We used to call it a star movie night. And But by April, mid-April, we were starting to see patterns of things that weren't making sense. And then we knew that there was there was really, this was, there was a hoax going on and we were being lied to. And you could see it by the patterns of what was being put across on the radio and the way the, 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 the program was starting to roll out. But by May, the fire was starting to become a bit of a symbol. And by June, people were starting to come to it and having a chat because they were starting to feel under pressure with all this lockdown and all this stuff that was going on. And by July, when we were going to Dublin, it was established as the fire of hope. There was times in my journey when I, I was so mentally low in my own journey. that I wasn't keeping, I was lighting it every day, but it wasn't lighting all the time, but if, if I came back to during the night or in the morning, it was kept relit and everything, but it used to go out, but it was relit every day. There was a few days in my journey when I was so low, mentally so low, that all I could light was a candle, but I still lit that candle and I, I started to look inside myself and look to God. And as that journey went on, the fire started to become more and more powerful and more symbolic to me for my own mental health. But we we brought it home. We carried home the stones. It was so symbolic to us that when we were evicted out of Drumoland, we walked home the horses, the 45 kilometers home with the horses and carried home the stones. And we lit a bonfire here on the hill that night on summer solstice. And I have one, one fire that's in line through 9-11, the, the 11th day of September, um, through a standing stone that's on the hill here to the sun, setting in the sun. And the strange thing about it is I never had to inline it. God just told me where to put the fire the day afterwards when after coming home. But there's another fire here in the middle of the yard which I live off of every day and cook and we, we boil water when we need it for the horses and for myself and for washing and cleaning and everything else. And that fire now, as best I can, never goes out. It's lighting now since the middle of April and we were very lucky that a great friend of ours, Desi Whelan, decided to bring back the flame from the hill of Ushnuk and put it into our fire on on uh, the 10th of May. And then Darren had me rang before that to see would I bring the, the flame to Sligo, to the festival, which we did, and it, it was quite moving. It was very moving for me to see that, that many people gather together and and be so happy that that we brought the flame there and that we got to pray under the watchful eye of God and Jesus. And and he heard our prayers. And when I came home from Sligo, Darren sent me a message, and he says, you won't believe it, he says, that the man that brought the flame from Ushnuk and Darren are actually first cousins. So how could you get such a coincidence that one man brings the flame from Ushnuk to us here to, to add to our fire? We bring it the country to Sligo and the, them, those two men are first cousins of each other we only told Desi last Saturday actually I left it alone I didn't even tell Desi for more for over a week just to let it 
just to let it stew away, just to see. When I told Izzy, he was just blown away last Saturday when he came to see me. And uh, the horses are galloping. They must, they must know that you're clear as round and all the horses up as we speak. There's huge energy. Okay. I, I, I've learned that they, they have a, a, an energy field of more than two miles. Horses have a, an energy field of more than two miles. And we have one mare called Claire, and she, she, she behaves like Black Beauty and a stallion. And she kind of commands respect from them all. She rallies them up from time to time and brings them to people. They're very special. I'm just looking out at them there. She was galloping. Yeah. <laughs> The fire, the fire is not just lit for me, you know. It's lit for it's for everybody because we we've had endless people. I've I we've had endless people. A lady even drove from in the same battle as ourselves with our horses. She drove from Cornwall to here to just say a prayer and and to to see how we were last year and go away again, just to come to the fire. It's unbelievable that the people that come to the fire for their own, for their own, because the fire opens our pineal gland. It's why they want to ban them out of every one of your homes. The fire is the most important thing. We should all be looking at the sun. This is why they was all programmed to have these blocking glasses on our eyes every day so that we block the sun. We need the sun for our pineal gland, which opens up our heart and our soul and opens up our chakras, which opens up sympathy, empathy. <coughs> And compassion in all of our fellow humans. So the fire is astronomical to our well-being. In every house, the fire should be lighting. Candle, anything at all. Yeah. I'd agree with you. And when we were down in Sligo, it was very moving and very touching. Uh, when we, we moved the fire from, say, where, where you were staying, and we moved it up, and we, we used the fire to create the, the bonfire. Yeah. It was something special. It was something special. Right. That, yeah. There's no two ways about it. Let's talk about then uh, moving forward. Like, there's an event going on up on your land, and I'm going to be there. And I, okay. I know you're looking for help to, um, yeah. And I'll hopefully get up there the week before, or maybe whenever I'll be up. It's the, the more you keep talking, the more I want to fucking be down there with you and help you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, I think I think you're right, and you know Dave O'Reilly was down there in Sligo as well, and Dave was talking about uh, the clans coming together and yeah. the resiliency of the clans. In the sense that, like, we would have, I, th I think he said the, the clans were smashed by, I don't know if it was Cromwell or whoever he picked, but basically yeah. that the clans of Ireland had sustained us. And it's, it's like it, we're going back, we're going around full circle, like, as you were talking there about people dying and, and jabs and all sorts of weird shit going on. And it is a spiritual battle, and it is, for me, I know people hate, people have their own opinions, whatever. I resonate with me that there's, um, there's a ticking clock going on with these elites and whatever else, and I think their time is running out. And they're I think done, yeah. The, yeah, it, it is done. And I think they're done from the divine as well as not yeah. only ourselves. No, no. Up, yeah. They're yeah. fucked from the divine, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. The, the climate change is a cover um, yeah. for stuff Everything. that's foretold. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, and the whole lot is, and the, the plagues and all that is all yeah. part of it. Yeah. But um, going forward and the event, can we talk about what's going on down there and I would, I'd hope everyone goes, and this will be going out, and I'm going to share it around, I'll put it up on the, the different things we have. I think everyone should get behind this event, because I was never more touched. We were down there in Sligo, and I had the absolute, I hadn't had a, as good a weekend in my life, well, at least in the last decade, as that we had down there in Sligo, and the connections we had, and um, yeah, the yeah. real people and whatever. So, talk about then the event. Is it, it's love? What's love, the stock. Name of it? Lo love, love Stop. Love Stop. 
Yeah, tell us a bit about what's going on down there and, and the story. Well, what's the events that's going on? Love Soccer are these three beautiful people called um, Siobhan O'Brien and Sabrina and Christoph. And they, they, um, they, they started this thing called Lovestock. Um, in the, it kind of, it, it was born out of the lockdowns when people were in, in, in the towns and bigger places where people lived in flats and weren't allowed out and to mix with people. So on the grounds of mental health, they got into parks and places to play music and they were allowed out on mental health grounds. And out of it was born a festival last year. And this year, they were they want to have firewalkers and other things, breathers and stuff. And of course, the the the, the hoax again of the insurance and everything else that goes with it. They were finding it difficult to get a place to have it because of the insurance uh, things. So, by coincidence, we 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 met Siobhan O'Brien one night, and um, and twenty years back. Her, her beautiful partner, Gordon Wood. Um, we were myself and my brother were the last two people to be with him before. Sadly, God called him way before his time. Uh, at the age of forty-one, he he dropped dead the next morning with a, a huge heart attack. But of course, he's he's in the next realm and he's watching over us. And it's never ending the 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 the, the amount of coincidences that keep coming up with his name. So, as it happened. I offered her this land where the forgotten horses were are, as a home for, for Lovestock for this year. So they came to see me and out of it they they, they, they were touched so much in the middle of that, that wet spring this year gone by and how the horses were having to live and how we were trying to get by that they helped to, to establish a new thing called Gifts and Go for the horses. And so we're working together now to bring forth this, this huge, amaz- amazing festival for Lovestock with the Forgotten Horses. And I'd say it'll be one of the best festivals that'll ever be in Ireland, believe it or not, because it's going to grow from strength to strength because the story of Lovestock moves people and the story of the Forgotten Horses move people even more. And then we have the Fire of Hope. And their, their, their festival is all based on mental health. And I said to Siobhan the, the night we met her, I says, sure, I have a fire lighting, I says, for, uh, it was probably 34 months or 36 months at that time, for mental health, I says, it's lighting for it, every day in my yard, I says, I says, I probably have the oldest flame, we were probably the first people in the world to walk to a capital for freedom and for fairness back in 2020, we, we have the forgotten horses, we have a fire lighting for mental health, and I wonder how many more in the world have a fire lighting in the, for the same symbolism as what we have it lighting for. So it's going to be huge, but we're on a, a very raw piece of land because we, when we were evicted here, we ended up coming here with nothing and trying to build and reestablish what we're trying to do with nothing is, is quite a journey. I had a small go fund at the time for the animals, which helped to put in some of the lower yards, which we have today. But the new money now is needed to help to develop the lands for Lovestock because we need to put in a structure for roads 
And we're, we're appealing to everybody that can help us, whether they want to come with an excavator and dig out some of the roads or they want to sponsor a load of gravel or stone or sand because we want to get our horses back working. We need to develop a small sand arena and get all these things working, which will all be part. When Lovestock leaves here, it'll be the most beautiful festival. We don't want to have a void that we feel like that we're, we're, we're left again in a vacancy. We want to be able to carry on the work of mental health for our people that they have a home to come to. And Lovestock, there's a huge, you can follow it on lovestock.ie and get the tickets and everything because like everything, the harvest is rich and the labours are, are few and, and, and poor. So we, we need money coming in from to, to help to start to build things. We have to build a load of compost toilets and we have to build a stage and maybe yurts so that we can um, do some healing and things. The a whole lineup of great healers coming, both equine and and spiritual and physical and everything and uh, all sorts of stuff. There's a huge lineup of music, song, poetry. It's unbelievable. It, it it I don't know how we'll get it done in two days. And if anyone wants to come for longer, there's no, my land is open to everybody. And it's like when we went to Sligo. Because it's very hard to get away from the animals here, trying to care for them every day of the week. But because it's the summer and they're out now, my son Liam and Tig were able to, to to care for them while I was away. But whatever was in Sligo, I never in my whole life, except we, we went to the Iron Islands last year for two days, and I found it very hard to leave as well. But I think Sligo even drew us more. It was actually impo- it just didn't want to leave that field. There was something really sacred about that field where we were. And the sun setting and the moon rising all in the one field in the same place. It was just absolutely. It was like a, a, an old auditorium or whatever you call it with the banks on both sides and all the fairy trees and all the haze. Oh, magic. It was That's something really, really spiritual and magical and the river running through it. It was just, and if you noticed, but, but David, David O'Reilly's horses that night after he was finished with the chariot, and, and everything else. They went up on the hill and they sat above us for the whole night as if they were our, our protectors and our guardians in that valley. They were there all night and the following morning and all day the next morning. They never left. They just the brow of the hill where they just sat and grazed and, and lay down. They never moved from that area. There was acres for them to go up. They never left as if they were protecting us. Yeah, the beautiful horses, the two, the two yeah. black. They have a magnetic field of, of two miles. They reckon the horses have a magnetic field of two miles. That's how far their vibrations stretch. Yeah. It's something um, I'm trying to understand, you know. But it's a great vision, like, because what, what you're trying to achieve there, like this, uh, the mental health, like mental health is such a huge issue. I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, and we're talking about people dying and all that, I'm 36 years of age. I can name out, probably 25 people younger than me who um, have sadly, unfortunately, uh, done yeah. away with themselves. Yeah. And I would have said that, that like, that's not normal. Like, I, I would uh, class myself as a young young man, say, I know I'm getting older by the minute. But that, that has to be something sick about that. There's something wrong in the society that a young person can name out uh, 20 people or more who've committed suicide that are younger than them. And it is a detachment from the land, in my opinion. And uh, when I went down to Sligo and that the animals being around there and having good people around there, like I had said it on the on my other chat on Telegram, like my son was down there with me and he could leave his phone on charge there 
all day and no one, no one robbed it. No one, That's no one right, took sure. anything from him. Now yeah. I'm not saying that that was a it was a very close group and it was you know it was a yeah. referral thing, but that's something special. And I think the whole thing with Joe saying there, the horses looking down over it, um, good people there, and what resonated with me, Dave O'Reilly's Dave Dave O'Reilly saying about you know the clan thing and and whatever else. I don't see any way out of this. Like the way the world is going, I don't see any other way. I, I see that there's a lot of people who are going to um, go along with the flow, and that could. That that's going to lead to their destruction, and then I, I think that there's going to be small pockets of people that are going to uh, weather the storm. And um, like you you were saying there, your land's open, they don't whatever. It's obviously you don't you don't want you don't want a load of assholes down there. But that's a profound thing to say. Like I my place is open. Like you know what I mean. This is you know good people. You know if you, you know if if you have something to offer and you want to come down. So this is it, and I hope people do get behind the. The, the the event and I'll be sharing it around and we're we're going to try and get behind it as best we can. Um, if it's anything like Sligo was, no one would be disappointed because uh, it was it's really special. It was really something special, yeah? yeah, very special, yeah. Since Pieta House took over the, the the umbrella of mental health and and suicide and everything else, under their watchful eye, suicide has probably quadrupled and quadrupled and quadrupled out. I offered my horses when I was leaving Dromolan Castle to Pieta House. Every one of them, for anything they could do with the horses for mental health. And they basically laughed and sniggered at me. I also offered them to Cahill Crow that we could bring him to Limerick because he was highlighting the way the, the, there was horses being killed in Limerick City and being left to die on the streets and the roads, as often happens. And I said, sure, we'll go in and create education programs for them. That's what led me to creating an education and training centre. Later, when I realised that every time I was broken, my horses were always standing with me or waiting for me at a gate. And they were always waiting for me till I came to came. And because a horse, you don't choose a horse, a horse chooses you. And that's what happens when people come here to the horses. The horses that they need will walk to them. And they, they'll, the horses that they need. You don't, you can't choose a horse. The horse chooses you. And the more and more I started to learn about the horses, the more I realized that the healing qualities they have and, and where it's hidden in them. And this thing of suicide and everything else, it's, it's just gone out of control because I think we, I think we've, we've allowed the wolf to put on sheep's clothes and, and we have to be very careful who we, who we trust because the enemy is within everything. And he, he seems to have infiltrated every organization on the planet. And that is the power of Satan, the Prince of Light. He, he is so devious. And the only way we can destroy him is to destroy every one of his values. Every one of them. Because they've tried to turn every one of our values inside out, upside down, and back to front. They've destroyed our communities, our villages. They've destroyed our lands. We're on the richest lands in the world, with the richest waters in the world that surround us. We have the best fishing waters, perhaps, in the entire world. They sold away all our airspace. They gave away all our natural gases and resources. They closed down our sugar beet industry. They closed down our peat bogs, and yet feel it fitting to bring nonsense wood pellets from Brazil across the halfway across the globe to here. It's just unbelievable what these satanic 
paedophile government people do to all our communities, our villages. Every village in this island a hundred years ago was self-sustainable. There was harness makers, blacksmiths, there was everything. And today, they've even closed our local post offices. They've closed the little banks that were in some of the villages and towns. They've closed everything. The draper shops can no longer sustain themselves. The butcher shop can't no longer sustain itself. And then they're talking about global warming. But as long as you leave the people that create the problem to come up with the solution, you're in very deep waters. And we we have to push back now. But it doesn't matter now because we know that this is one and, and we're going into a biblical time now. Because God has God has decided that enough is enough now and, and he's he's going to give us back the most beautiful world that we ever could ever imagine. A thousand years of peace. And there's only one man in the whole world. I might as well mention his name. He's the most, outside of Jesus Christ, he, he has been the most ridiculed man that has ever s- stood in two pieces of shoe leather. And he's the only man that I call the president of peace. He can end the war, the proxy war in Ukraine in 24 hours. And that's Trump. He can end everything. He, he was the world-renowned peacekeeper for four years when he was the president of America. Whether you like him, love him, or hate him, it doesn't really matter. He was the president of peace. He finished all the wars started under the other regime of Obama, Clinton, Bush, Blair, the whole lot of them. And strange enough, the very minute Biden got into control, they have $171 billion of taxpayers' money put into a war in Ukraine. And no one talks about peace. So just... It's quite easy to see it if you if you just stand back from it. You know? Oh, I'd, I'd agree with a lot of what you said there, and I have a lot of respect for Trump, and I do have a lot of respect for Trump. I'm yeah. just very pessimistic and sceptical of the whole the yeah. whole control system anymore. Like you were touching there I on know. spiritual ideas and yeah. But I, yeah. I will not. That was the one thing, and and I like Trump, and I and that's the one thing that. Uh, like not the war that he wasn't a warmonger that would help from when he, when he bombed Syria at that time I was like good I was like why is he doing this you know what I mean and I I understand the pressure he was under but like he yes no I'd agree with you on that but I don't think there's going to be a savior like a, a man that's going to come and save us I think yeah. this is like uh, I think we like, need to well, save ourselves yes the the, the clan idea and the, yeah. you know, we we do push back and keep our fingers in many pies and you don't give up and run off to the hills. But uh, I do believe that the clan, it, it, it's going to be... One, one of the beautiful things that Lovestock is bringing to this land is they're bringing back the five provinces of, of Ireland to this land for Lovestock. Mead being a province on its own back in our ancient times. So they're reuniting the five provinces here on this land. And it'll be great if people can come from every one of those provinces here and bring something with them that connects all our people because we are all the same people. We all want a, a better world for our people and our children. That's all we want. We want to live in peace and we all we all love life. But they have us saddled to death and death both. It's 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 the journey they were taking us was very sad, but we have to shine light on it now because Siobhan O'Brien is is the greatest singer, songwriter ever. She's just absolutely phenomenal what she has done for my animals and Christoph and Sabrina. And they, they have moved mountains for me. But we have a we have a new gang coming with them 
with Marianne and Marion and 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 Mary Fox as well, and and so many that are now rowing in, and every day they bring more and more and more and more people that are touched by the horses and the story of the horses. It's just you know, and it's not just the story of the horses; it's the story of the fire of hope, and it's the story of mental health, and that's the one that's going to to touch a lot of people, because. There's probably not many people in the world that's not touched somewhere in their life by mental health. In some degree. Because well, of the stress of life. Pandemic. It's yeah. a real pandemic, Sean. It is yeah, a real it pandemic. Is, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, as I, I, I'll reiterate that I can name 25 people younger than me yeah. at 35 years of age that have killed themselves oh, in the last God. decade. That's not normal. That's, that's, no, not, no. that's no, not normal. No. And no. I, I'm sure all of us here, well, maybe not as extreme, but I'm from a town in the Midlands. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that just isn't the way it should be. No. Um, Sean, give us a date on when the event is going on, the the yeah. website, the whole lot, because I think it's really important. And, and the whole thing about getting down and meeting yourself there, like... Love Stock La Le Gras, is it? Love Stock La Le is their website. Uh, it's on the, the last weekend in July. It's, is that the 28th, 29th and 30th of July? The Saturday and the Sunday. And by all means, if people want to get down a bit earlier, want to come the Friday night, I can't see that there'll be a problem. And stay Monday and Tuesday if they want to. There's no problem. And Wednesday. There'll be no problem. It'll be lovely and to see people coming together. Are you still looking for volunteers to go down? Oh, God, we are. Out? Yeah. We're, uh, Marianne... Uh, Marianne is 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 one of our head coordinators, and Siobhan, Christoph, and and Sabrina. They're coordinating all the people. We hope to try and get some kind of a building project going, hopefully in the next two weeks, maybe of a weekend, uh, and then maybe a further one and a further one, getting closer to the thing. So hopefully in the next two weeks, we will have money in that that will um, be able to sustain getting materials and, and get the word out to people. You, you never know who might sponsor a few few um, sheets of plywood or, or a bit of timber. We've so much to build and we, we've so much to build that we need for the future of the centre going forward so that when people leave, it, as we, you know, once this festival is over, we're, 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 we're well into the way of autumn and there's only one thing for sure behind autumn and that's winter and Really and truly, this winter going in, we need to have shelters sorted for the horses. But I also need to have shelters sorted for people that might come that that will be feeling pressure from their own mental health. Because in 2017, there was something like 438 sudden deaths recorded in Ireland, according to RIP.ie's own thing. It was at 6,300 last year and... It's it's going out at a rate that it'll probably be fifteen or twenty thousand this year because it's every day now, every day in every parish now there's someone because of the graphene oxide that people are poisoned with, and as they wake that they're going to want to grieve and they're going to want to go to places, and I think they'll come here. Some of them will because of how long we've had to stand in the truth on our own, and I mean we've stood on our own through a lot of this through evictions and through turmoil and through countless politicians turning their backs on us and the richest of the rich. I carried some of the richest people in the world for 13 years. And you know what? How sad are they that they only measure their wealth by what's in their pocket? Because some of the richest people I've carried 
never had anything financial but had it all in their heart and they're the ones that touch me the most because I often see them now trying to give me 50 euros or 100 euros to feed the animals and it moves me beyond words because I know they can't afford to give it financially and yet they, they feel they have to give it because of the journey they're on to and it's it's very hard it's very hard but look we're in a great place we continue every day in the truth and we keep fighting for God because this is, this is what this journey is we're fighting for God against all the demonic evils that are there and my God there's a lot of them we've never seen as many in this journey because they all expose themselves to us yeah every one of them but love stuff yeah, love stock is going to be it's going to be magical because it's built with love, and it's it's and we seem to have the stock here on the land now, which is something that they wouldn't have had last year. And funny enough, when I dug out my pond here for the ducks two year ago, I didn't realise it when I was tracking away the digger from it that I actually had a dugout in the shape of a heart, and the horses and the ducks and everything are all around it, and there is love stock in the middle of this farm. You know, so Fantastic. We're, it's 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 beautiful. It's it's. I think it's very sacred. This little bit of land. There's some very old trees here. They're beautiful, beautiful oaks, and the mushrooms seem to grow in circles. Hopefully, they might be growing by the time you come in July. We were getting mushrooms here from early July last year, so hopefully, you'll be able to get fields of mushrooms for your your breakfasts. And they grow in circles over in one part of the land, in these round circles. So. There's nothing by coincidence, you know. Absolutely no, nothing. No. Most definitely not. Well, it's a fantastic story, and it's not yeah. even a story. It's a bloody experience, a life experience. Mm. And it's shocking we, the way that you were left during the during the pandemic, and the, the, you're left with them horses, and you're you know what I mean. It's not like I said earlier on. It's not something that other people might see animals as disposable and something you know. I pick up, put them down. You know what I mean. You put your fucking you put your money where your mouth is. You're out there living. In a field, basically, with, with um, looking after these horses, you, you know what I mean. You're taking food out of your own mouth. Yeah. After them. So it's um. It's well, I suppose if we didn't go through this journey, we wouldn't be now creating this centre, you know. And this is what it's all about. We had to we had to go through some amount of pain, so that we could bring it forth to bring it to where it is today. So we we can be very grateful to the government that they never supported us. And we can also be very grateful to Drumolan Castle that they never supported us. And we can be also very grateful to all the endless politicians that turned their backs on us and our animals. Because they have really, every time they kicked us, they, all they did was make us stronger. And they made us stronger to bring a message that we're, we're, we're in a journey for God against them, against Satan. And we are building this healing center to create a place that we can give love back to so many people that need it. We're building herb gardens and we have an apothecary here, which is something I wouldn't have even had an idea what it is. It's full of medicinal plants that um, are all needed for our own medicine. And even Darren was giving me a great idea yesterday about building a, 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 a horse hospital where we designate a small bit of ground to plant in all sorts of plants that animals need when they're sick and you allow the sick animal into that area and he will find and, and forage out the plants that he needs to heal himself. They're very clever when it comes to all that stuff. Their senses are, are way above ours of what to eat and what not to eat. So wouldn't it be amazing if all these things came out of this healing centre and I have this 
clump of mass rock inside in the middle of the farm and, and a yew tree and it drops down into this quarry which we're going to landscape and create this lovely um, herb garden in it all where people can come and we'll get, grow all the medicines that we actually need and the knowledge will come the, every time you look on the, the, the phones now it's endless the flood of information that's coming of all the things that we should have been using all along it's endless 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 and this is where we're going we're, big big farmer will collapse very soon because they're they've been poisonous for a long long time and all the cures are here in, in 14 months i managed to heal a hernia I've cured all the arthritis in my fingers. I had farmer's lung for 31 years, which has now vanished. And I'm healing an abscess tooth, all from using ivermectin horse paste, the stuff that they ridiculed in the lockdowns and everything else. It has actually 6,000 cures, ivermectin has. And the purest form is the horse paste. And I, I, I know this because I've been taking it since last Easter, 12 months ago. And my health benefits, are I've never seen the like of them. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's great to hear about first-hand uh, yeah. experience with the ivermectin. But it goes yeah. to show, um, yeah, sure. I don't know. Like it's it's a fantastic story and fantastic journey that you're on. And I I, I fully support you. I think that uh, going forward, um, there's going to be no amount of people that will. There's going to be a, a huge amount of people that will benefit greatly from the healing of the animals. And like you said down there, and, and like what. Uh, Dave Riley was saying about building tribes and stuff like that. Like, you get down there and networking with good people. Like, even after we down in Sligo, we met James and yourself and everyone else. Like, they're your people. Like, you know, I know a lot of us are banging our heads off the wall trying to wake up people and get people on board and all that. But as long as the longer this whole sh- uh, shenanigans goes on and the the agenda develops and there's new crazy shit been thrown into the mixture, now there's aliens. Uh, you know, aliens are real now. If, if you didn't, uh, you aren't following the news. Um, uh, you know what I mean so it's great to meet people that are thinking like minded and it's great to get down to these events and then you're building your own uh, clan your own tribe um, yeah so definitely supporting you yeah 100% and I hope I get down there before the event and I'll try and help you out and clean out a bit of the land and pick a few stones and we might do a few videos down there and try and build up some uh, one of the things yeah, we want yeah, to build I'm, here is um we we plan to build probably one of the first ring forts in Ireland on our hill. It'll be a hill fort. For perhaps maybe a thousand years, there mightn't have been a hill fort built. So we have so much stone that we actually hope to start to get building. On the very top of the hill where we light the bonfires and where the standing stone is, it's it's very special place and, and the views and everything are very commanding. So I hope to surround it by a, by a fort, all with stone. I have an inner one built, a small little one, which which in, in houses the fire. But we hope to build a fairly solid structured wall around the fort itself to create a fort. It's, I have it fenced. I don't know why I ended up fencing it that way, as if that's it was the map to of what's to be done. Over the coming years, we're going to build a rambling house to preserve all our music. We're going to build a blacksmith's forge. We're going to build some of our old traditional cottages where we can um, have a kettle always on the boil because the, the teapot and the kettle is a huge symbol for Irish people when it comes to mental health so that we can sit down and chat. And I will have a kettle that will always be on the boil here for people to come in and have a chat. And we're going to build some little cottages where we can have be spinning our wool and 
making butter and doing all the things and we're building a little working farm with all the animals and we'll be able to fix our carriages and fix our harness and do all that stuff which as as people come to do it they'll be coming with mental health issues but they'll also come to help and one will feed off the other because once they create education and training for other people they'll also be solving their own mental health issues in service to others in service to others is the greatest gift you could, anyone can ever give to help each other. And that's gone out of a lot of our people because Satan has made us all selfish and greedy and he's promised us all these nonsensical things that don't actually satisfy any of us. The greatest satisfaction in our lives is when we do something to help someone else. That's, that's where satisfaction really comes from, from within. Not from smelling beautiful and having the long nails and the eyebrows done. And I'm not saying separating women because the men are as bad with their designer clothes and designer haircuts and everything else. When when people turn their hearts to help somebody and do something for someone, that's that's healing. It's it's that's when you move mountains and Shavana Bryan moved a mountain in me when she came and sang Irish Ways last February up here in this land for the horses. She just, she brought me to tears because I knew at long last that what I promised my horses, that the help was coming. And this time it seems to be echoing out to, it, it's, whatever way the stone has dropped, it has sent ripples everywhere now, all across the world. And they're, they're going to go all across the world, the ripples, because it's, it's not just the story you see of these horses, it's the story of mental health. That's the one that'll, win everybody because and Marianne and all of them they're, they're, they're huge what they've done for us it's unbelievable the amount of people that Marianne is connecting to us is just unbelievable unbelievable she's the greatest coordinator of people ever yeah all of you are all of you Sligo moved me it was just unbelievable to wheel that fire on that bog barrow down that that, that, that thoroughfare down to the and over the river it was like we reenacted something that was 2,000 years old. And everyone stood and we prayed to our Father. It was just, it was unbelievable. No, it was, it was absolutely magical. Absolutely magical. And I've never experienced that like it. Or definitely not in the last decade anyway. Um, and that's why, um, more of that is basically what I'm saying to you. More of that is what we need. And I think that's what's going to be a similar experience down down in your place when we get this event going and whatever else. And fair play to Marianne, cause I was chatting her and she was telling me the background story and I didn't realise uh, how deep it was and everything else. So she is great like to coordinate things. Um, I want to ask you, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I, I, does anyone else want to come in and um, have a few questions there about the event that's going on down in uh, John's land or want to come back in on anything that you said if you can stick up your hands there or you, if anyone if your mic is open you can jump in That's good. That's good. sorry just just to jump in uh i don't i don't know uh if you want to private maiden with some more details or whatever um we're organizing something here down waterford for around the 24th 25th of this month so we can definitely throw up a banner or something and raise a bit of awareness down here for you as well if that'll help in any way. That'd be br- brilliant, yeah. 
Marianne will be listening to this and she'll probably um she'll be on your hot pursuit believe it or not <laughs> and uh that's the, that's the whole key is to get the word out to as many people because not everyone can get to, to all these events and they'd like to go to another one and same same as anyone else that's running events later on after our one that we'll we'll all promote each other is the whole thing because we are building a family and and it seems to be under god that everybody that that is in this great awakening is actually on the side of God, and that's the most beautiful thing. And and we ha- we have to work together to defeat our enemies. And and this is what it's all about: is reuniting all our tribes up and down this country. We probably never killed as many people as the as they reported in all these annuals. If the truth go back, because most of us we only want a bit of fun and laughter, you know. I didn't see anyone in Sligo lining up to kill anyone. I, I, I saw everyone having a great time and singing and dancing and it was just unbelievable. And wanting to learn, whether it was about bees or whatever, everyone was there to learn and bring bring forth new knowledge. So, you know, this is this is part of this great journey is to try and help each other. Absolutely, it is. And just like you said there, it's all about everybody's ideas and bring them all together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, Eric, we had a good event down in Sligo a couple of weeks ago, and Sean was there, and he brought uh, the Flame of Destiny down, and Dave O'Reilly was there with the horses. And it was a weekend kind of camping and different events, uh, different uh, workshops and stuff. And it was just, it was an absolutely fabulous weekend. It was. I've never had a, as good a weekend and the people it's actually what made it. It wasn't even the events or whatever. Um and that's why I think Sean and uh Sean's definitely one of the good ones and uh, like he said there, you know, so I think I think it's something we should get behind and then it's for a good cause as well. It's to like to have a place like that down there that's um open to anybody, which is basically what Sean is saying, like an and a mental health retreat. And um, you're also preserving the culture, preserving the animal. And he's after touching on it there that, you know, going back to the old ways, you know, being able to shoe horses and do the all of that stuff on site, like that's the vision. And um, there's no better cure for mental health than than that. The reason why, there, why I can name out 25 people to commit suicide is because we've been so removed from that. And, um, and, and there's lots of other, there's other reasons as well, but it is that deep detachment from the land and from the people and also being surrounded by assholes I and mean, it sounds extreme but there's an awful lot of fake people out there and a lot, lot a lot of people there who pretend to be a friend and this that and the other when you actually get down to people like that where as I said my son was down there with me and he, could, he left his phone on charge all day in a communal area and it wasn't taken no one robbed it there was none of that you know what I mean there was they're the type of people you want to be surrounding yourself with you don't want to be um but going forward with the crack that's going on, I, I just thought it was magic, innit? And I'm, I'm going on a bit. Does anyone else want to come in there and, and ask Sean if a couple of questions or anything else you can stick up your hands? Or Mal, if you want to say, or Ashling, or anyone, just when you're throwing your cup and work. Hiya, Sean. Um, I just want to say, firstly, thank you. Thank you for putting this together. Um, because I was in Sligo as well. I spoke to you briefly before I left on the Monday and you have a beautiful energy. And uh, thank you for uh, putting this together because anyone that was in Sligo came away with um, our heart and souls were brimming 
And it's like we have an addiction now. We need more of these festivals, like what Gavon said, because it's it's ordinary everyday talk and there's no nonsense and it's everything is so real. And we have been missing that the last few years. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you uh, the end of next month. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. Sligo moved us all. It was it was huge, you know. You're dead right. We all came away brimming. It took us 11 hours to come home out of Sligo. Actually, the furthest we could drive when we left was to Loch Ennell and we pulled in and had the tea. Yeah, a few minutes down the road. We we didn't pass it for a couple of hours. And then we got to the next brow over the mountain as we were going down over the Ox Mountains and we pulled on the top of the hill there for another hour. And... uh we found it very hard to leave. Yeah, uh, it's got, the people. It's the people. Yeah. Yeah, you probably had the same kind of yeah. feeling I had when I was travelling home. It felt like I felt like I was leaving home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, guys, I can just Sean, echo that. Th- yeah, the same as that. Sorry. Oh, that's sorry. Marianne, good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a bit of trouble getting onto the staying on the chat. I keep having to get logged off, but. Um, I've been listening as much as I can and um, anything on it I can follow up with people who've been speaking or offering help Um, just to add to that after Sligo I was the same I was very very moved but just to add to to the experience that Sean um, is able to offer and the land that Sean has is able to offer you're adding in the horses there into that experience and you're adding in the, the sense that it's been a home and that home has been nurtured and loved so much that there's it just it just is an invitation. Walking on the soil is an invitation. It's an invitation for you to go to where you're ready to go to as well within yourself. And because this is about mental health, I think it, there's a virtue in actually saying it's more than just a break. It's more than experience. It's more than the land. It's more than the horses. It's an invitation to go somewhere in yourself. And when the fire of hope is lighting there, and we've said it so many times about um, making space for ourselves. This space is already held and all we do is enter it. And when you help other people, help other people evolve, which is what the hope is, that evolution brings pain. You're evolving into your deepest, darkest place. And that's where the fire is lighting. And Sean has held that flame with Angela for us to come to and surround each other. And that's why this will be the greatest healing place on the earth. <laughs> and the, there's, there's a sacred, there's a sacred fire. There's a sacred feeling there that, that lads, honestly, I was there today and I, I was, I spoke to three people on the drive home. I didn't care what was happening today. I was driving there regardless. Did a round trip of the country and I left something, something left my body today, left my heart and left my mind today with no effort, with no, hard hours and years of counselling and all sorts but something left me because I was in a space where there was freedom for it to go and every one of us deserve to let go of pain and let go of things that we've held for long enough and this is the place to do it so just jump on board and give anything you have if it's not money it's time it's skills it's knowledge share and and experience it's the beginning of something for us all Yeah, no, it sounds fantastic, Marianne. Do you want to run through some of the events that's going on that's scheduled for just so people know that, you know, because 
Yeah, so they know of what's, It's not just Absolutely, a camp in yeah. a field. There's loads of events. Oh, it sure isn't. Not at all. No, not at all. It's a massive, massive event. Um, Sabrina, Samantha and Christoph are the three people that are involved and they are the... Um, the the fellas that are sorting out the lineup and the food, the vendors, the whole lot. So there's going to be a food court, which is going to be an area for vendors where you can um uh you can buy you know um your sorry what was it again uh you can buy oh yeah you can buy um you can iron jumpers um memorabilia about Ireland um you can look at uh, displays about Ireland about Irish history um. You've got people doing um, selling tinctures. There's a lot of organic products. Um, there's a lot of herbs, and then, then the food court. Um, Sean's brother is is a is a world class chef, and Angela can feed the masses with the love that she puts into that food. is unreal. In a thunderstorm today, the wildest rain, she was out and she fed us with the most delicious food. We were so nourished and loved. Um, so there, there will be food vendors. There will be allocated food trucks, you know, with your bog standard stuff. But the meat is all self, is all, is all locally, pro, um, sourced and organic. And, um, and that's, that's, you know, the bog standard if you, if it's the type of thing you want. But the food on site will be cream of the crop stuff. You've obviously your own campsite. There's going to be a family campsite that's quieter, um, for, for, um, early night, early nights. Then um, the main stage is going to host all the big acts, and then there's a massive medita- meditation area um, where there's going to be the um, the yoga and the, the, um, all of the modalities. There's about 18 different healing modalities coming on board, um, and all around mental health. There's a lot for males with mental health as well, which is fantastic to have. Then we have a whole other tent, and that's Lorraine's baby. Lorraine is going to be showcasing her community networks era that she's rolling out across the country. She's going to have a half day workshop about, um, about bees for children and how to get, uh, that as part of your life, how, how life, how your life can be made easier just by having bees and seeing the whole cycle of life and how we're all one. She's also going to do a talk in an afternoon about animal nutrition and animal health, um, and welfare. And we all know she's so much to teach us. So we're really, really blessed to have her. But there's a phenomenal lineup. There's an unreal lineup. Look at the website for all the links and to see who's coming. But I mean, this is something like the, the, the healing modalities. Everyone there is going to offer a service and it's just going to be a little donation. If, if you have it, um, everything from kinesiology to, um, flip, well, let me see if I get the word out now. Phlebotomy, the study of the blood. Um, uh, what else? Spinal alignment. Um, oh, lads, it just doesn't even stop. If I had it in front of me, I'd be here for a week reading it. Let's just leave some of them as surprises. How about that? Yeah, no, look, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. But obviously, yeah. you know, there'll be all the facilities, lads. Don't worry about that, too. We're on the ball there with shower blocks, um, some degree of a shower block that it's in the process um, and toilets and all the rest and safe parking and camping and we have people on security it is going to be off the roadside and um, we are aware of the health and safety side of it and we have a wonderful wonderful team that have come on board um, and they're going to ensure there's sufficient lighting and signposting around the area and all that like 
this is not just thrown together. Like, you know, we, we are very mindful that this is a place where people want to feel safe. And in order to heal and relax, you do want to feel safe, you know. So um, we are open to suggestions and, um, it, you know, things that you might think that would help. And one of the team there, volunteers, have even just said, why don't you just hire a bus and I'll drive and do all the runs? I mean, this is the type of... Um, person that's jumping in like you know these are the type of ideas that are coming out of, out of the ether because it's for us all and the roles are all being shared by us all so it, I mean it's phenomenal this this Lovestock event is just the, the one first start splash the one big boom and after that this is just a rollout it's going to be one in the autumn coming into the change of the season we're going to have we're going to have this space open for people to come and talk and learn and share it's only the start of it. It is only the start of it. And as as uh, one of the, was it Mal there said earlier, she felt a bit addicted, like even withdrawal symptom going away from it. We've lit this spark. Sean started this a long time ago and let it lit this spark, and we've all felt the heat of it now. So it is addictive. So we do need places like this. We do need Sean's land, um, and it is here for us. That it's more than an invitation. Way more than an invitation. Any questions, lads? Any questions, folks? If you pick up your hands or if your mic is open, you can jump in. Oh, everyone's fairly quiet. No, well, you've sold it to me, you know. Well, I was sold after Sligo because I, I like what you just said there, what Mal was saying. You know, it is addictive. Uh, I think it was the people, but the land, like James down there, and it's the same with the way uh, Sean is, like, just good people. And, um, a lot of, I'm not getting too heavy into it, but just with everything that's going on in the world and whatever else, it, these are the connections you need to be making is people that have a bit of land under their arse and that need help because that's, I don't know, I, I feel that's where, where this all ends up. It's back, back like what Dave Riley said in the clans and, and all that stuff. So that's just my opinion anyway. I don't, I'm not trying to force it on to anyone else. Um, no need to be forcing that. And I think at this stage, guys, we've all heard Sean talk there, and we can we we've learned how to use our ability to discern very well in the process of the last three years. And the illusions are all breaking away; all the clouds are clearing. We know who to trust and what to believe. And we've heard Sean talk, and we know that there's no no negativity or any you know ulterior motive here. It is genuinely an invitation. That's what it is. It's not a pressure. It's an invitation. And it's also shedding light and bringing, bringing awareness into there's more out there. There's more of us to come together. And together, we have this. We absolutely have this. We really do. It's such an exciting opening. It really is. I'm so thrilled for everyone right here in this moment that's listening. That means this is open to an invitation. Yeah, here, here. No, it's 100%. Here, here, exactly. And, uh, you know, like, no one knows what way the world is going to turn. There's a lot of uncertainty. I know I messed earlier on. I talked about fucking aliens and shit. But I, I was looking at a thing yesterday with Kurt Vanderbosch, and I, I have a lot of respect for him and his takes on what went on over the last three years. I know he, some of the stuff he said hasn't come to fruition. But there's a lot of stuff still going on there in the background. I've seen the rollout, uh, Luke O'Neill today, talking about China and, uh, you know, sicknesses and all this nonsense. I, I just... We need to be building our, our clans now and our tribes now because these freaks are going to pull a trigger on an alien invasion or on a new virus or on something. There's no two ways about it. And it's 
Um, I just think to have places like that and have to make those connections, uh, like I said, James down in Sligo and Sean there, I think that's the way to survive all this shit. And if anything did ever hit the fan and things went wrong, you know, you have somewhere to go and you can, you know what I mean, you can share skills and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's magic. I think it's it's what's been needed. Um, I don't see any other hands up there if anyone else wants to come in. I don't know if we have, we're having trouble with this space or something. Uh, Lorraine couldn't really get in. Um, Marion couldn't really get in. There's a few, and we, the numbers have been fairly low. I know uh, low, but I know we're clashing with someone else. But it's all recorded, so we'll put it up after. Uh, Eric, you use your hand up there. Yeah, just uh, just want to ask Marianne if she can just uh, if she could DM me if they have a website or something or just a bit of information. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, but uh, if there's a website, I'll re- read up on it or whatever information, and I'll definitely promote it if uh, we can go ahead with what we're planning on it down here in Waterford. Brilliant. Yeah, sure will. Sure. If you looked up lovestock.ie, the actual event is on that. And then from that, you'll get the links to Sean's stories that, um, he has been documenting along the way. And, um, you, you can, you can private message me absolutely. And I'll, I'll do the same to you. Tell us, do you want to, do you want to say a bit more about your event there or anything that you want to link in? Uh, I, I kind of, I want to keep tight lipped a little bit at the minute just because uh, it's uh, a, it's a, it's around a, it's around a sensitive person that's hopefully going to make a public appearance that we can kind of not corner or such, but get in there and ask a few questions. So, but we'll and, pray uh, for your intention. We'll pray for your intention, and we'll hold, we'll hold space. We'll hold space for when you're ready and when when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. But look, we're plan- It's going to be hopefully a little bit bigger where we can get a few numbers and hopefully have a peaceful uh, assembly be- just beforehand or even afterwards after after we get this particular person to try answer a few questions and we will definitely promote it along the way. And look, everything about it down here will be peaceful. There won't be yep. even any shouting and roaring or anything. So we're planning kind of like a, a silent proste- protest as such, bar asking a couple of questions. That's where we win. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I think we've covered it. We've covered everything, haven't we, Marianne? Like, um, like I said, I I don't know. I had such a great experience down in Sligo. That's why I'd, re- I'd recommend anyone to, to get involved. I know you were saying they wanted if anyone could volunteer and that they might get you know to go a bit cheaper or whatever the way it was. Like they need there's it's it's a it's a community, not a community effort, but it is something that people can get behind and feel uh, take ownership in and and have a bit of you know, help out and all that kind of stuff. It is in the sense that, as Sean was saying earlier, this is for everyone. This is an invitation for everyone. So based on that, we're here at, at the formation of something that's that's forever, a project that's for our children and our children's children. So based on that, it's it, it's not all around the ticket sales. It's about, yes, all getting together and finding this space. Of course, it needs to sell tickets, but we'll sell them. We'll sell them should they're coming like People are feeling it. You're feeling it. You're all feeling it. They're on the way. But it still has to be made. It still has to be actually birthed. So that's bodies. And when the toilets and the showers and the safe facilities are all ready and the roads are safe enough and all that you can come in and come out without any hazards and we can be confident you're safe and content and warm and and fed, then we'll all build enough of a security place and a, and a layout that this place will roll like and you'll be comfortable, you know, and then it's only the first festival, guys. This is the big love stock, or sorry, this is the big lo- uh, um, boom, the big boom of love stock, you know, 
Um, and then we'll have our smaller gatherings and our, our intimate gatherings and we'll be around the fire, fire and the light. And the horses. <laughs> Forget the horses. Yeah, just, they, they'll be selecting each one of you. We can't choose them. We can't even approach them. There's no need. It's so profound. I can't. There's no point in even trying to articulate it because, uh, you know, it's an experience and it's an individual experience. So I wouldn't even try and tie it up in words. I just want to say that uh, I have a little lad is seven, and when I was putting him to bed earlier, I was uh, telling him that um, when we go to Clare, uh, Sean has magic horses. So he was he went off to bed all filled with great ideas and magic and so thank you again i can't say thank you enough <laughs> oh wow well done well that's a lovely sleep for that child and it's true you weren't lying to him yep fantastic we've covered everything then do you want to just give the website out again marianne uh just to, so people can go to the website if they want to see where the tickets are and i have videos of sean someone gave it to me i put up on the channel on telegram I haven't got a chance to look at it yet, but supposedly, once you watch this video, you're you're definitely going to be sold <laughs> on the on the story and the journey and the whole lot. Oh, you sure will, and have a box of teen, uh, tissues beside you. That's the thing. And remember, the tears you're crying and the pain you're feeling is more than Sean's and more than the horses, because there's a stirring when the, the fire is lit. It's lit within us all. It's our healing. He's healing us. The horses are healing us and we go and heal them you know so it's um lovestock.ie one stop shop for it all um and any questions just keep going send all the emails you want and a uh, private message me till the cows come home and thanks so much for the space it's but it's meant a lot um well done sean and all you've said um i'm sure that uh we've all got that feeling of your pain and your hope and uh, the combination of it all. And thank you. Thank you already for what you've birthed. Thank you, Mar Marianne. Thanks for everyone listening. And I, I, we really can't wait for you all to be together around that fire. Are you right there, Angela? I'm okay, Marianne. Yeah, I've got this. Yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait. Boys, you better watch out. She's a love you. She's a love the heart how he is, and she'll feed the stomach how he is. <laughs> Thanks, Marianne. Straight way to a man's to a man's heart is through a stomach. You know? <laughs> the key, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, she she is an angel after all. Well, I trying it down, uh, Marianne. I don't know, maybe this week or next week, and even just to help out, and if we do a few videos down and share them around and stuff, you know, build up a bit of buzz yeah. and whatever. Um, I know there hasn't been a whole lot on this space. There's another space on at the moment. It's clashing with, but um, okay. I'll, it's recorded anyway. We better share it around, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Happy yeah. yeah, pictures and videos are very useful and we, we've got a good few going now. You'll see them when you go onto the site and I've been taking more um, and we can share them. But I won't be, inv it won't be inviting, as I say, people down until it's safe for everyone to be there. That's important for Sean as well. But it'll be very, very soon and we will need the hands, hands on deck in, in, in all areas. So as soon as that's a go, I'll be shouting and roaring and back to you as all. Thanks, Marianne. Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks, Sean. And, and what a wonderful space, guys. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you, Marianne.
Thank you. Thanks, Sean, for coming on, and it was great to have you. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll shut it down. I'll, I'll probably open up the, the Telegram chat there if anyone wants to jump across. But um, fantastic stuff, guys. Thanks, Melissa. Just, just to say thanks to you all, and there's two huge messages out of it all, and one of them is that Lovestock is, is, is part of this, and the Forgotten Horses and the Fire of Hope is the second part. So Siobhan opened up a, a channel for us on, on YouTube where our story will be able to be followed and shared further out because we've set up a gifts and go for the horses now so that we can try and get them through the winter, which is fast approaching, believe it or not. Um, so any, anywhere that anyone can help us, it, it will be much, much appreciated. And that's, you know, and, and thanks to James for having us a couple of weeks ago. We're, we're so grateful because without James in Sligo, you know, these festivals are hard to run, you know, so we have to be very grateful. So I'm grateful to you all. Extremely grateful. Thanks, Sean. We'll leave it at that. And that's yeah. fantastic. Good that stuff, guys. Just a last note, if you aren't gone there, on the Give, Send, Go, that's for Sean's work that's been started. That's that's to start the equine centre and get the horses safe and dry. And then Love Stock is Love Stock. So Love Stock will be over and gone, and the Give, Send, Go will be running and running and running, and we'll be feeding that. So well said there, Sean, yeah, fine point. Thank you. Good night, everyone. God bless yeah, and if anyone wants to get the, the give saying go, where would we get the link for that, uh, Marianne? I have it on Telegram, so, obviously. You do on Telegram, yeah, but I mean it's all linked up with the with the love stock. Um and I'll make sure that it's it's posted back on the link. Anyone wants any more information, um just message me there. Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks everyone for tuning in and if you don't mind sharing around the space before you go, just to get it out the recording and that and it'll be up anyway I'll probably put it up on Spotify and wherever so thanks guys thanks a million God bless